What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you proudly by Ease, E-A-Z-E. Ease.com, promo code HAM, and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. The key is promo code HAM, $20 off your first purchase, over $50 free delivery. There was a conversation that's been going on about whether or not the Pac-12 should, whether it's a good idea to entertain, have it a few 9 a.m. kickoffs to for a few reasons. You and I were texting about it the other day. I got in a big shouting match with Mark Packer about this on um, ESPNU Radio on Thursday because he thinks it's the dumbest idea ever. And I said, yeah, look, there's, I, I think it's worth exploring. Um, what do you think, John, just before we even get into any details of how it could work? Re- really quick questions? before I give my opinion, because this is part of the argument. Are they thinking about doing one a week? Like from what you've heard, so, besides just the general, it's so, been yeah, it's I mean, been. So Larry Scott was asked about it. He's the commissioner of the Pac-12, and he said, "I I'd be open to do one, see, do a few this week, this year, like one or two this year, and see how it hap- how it works." Doesn't mean that's going to happen. How would they but, be able to do it in 2019? Well, not every ge- you know, only the first like a month of game times are set at this point. Um, but I'd be. Sh- oh, you're saying like he'd give FS1 a 9 a.m. Pac-12 game? Uh, what do you mean? Is that like he'd be like I'd be open to give our partners? Yeah, a so I don't. Game? I don't know if he really means he'd be open. Like he would Fox the big Fox show this year is going to be every Fox college football game this year. Like the Gus Johnson Joel Klatt is going to be on at noon Eastern every single one. It's going to be nine a.m. Pacific games. Which, is that the one where Urban and Reggie Bush and Liner are going to travel to? That their show is going to lead right into that game. Because they're, they're they trying traveling? to do, like, a college game day. They're traveling? They're not in studio? I think they're going to travel to some. I, I read that. Oh, okay. So they're the big show, and that their show is going to lead right into a game every week. So th- that means that Gus will never do a Pac-12 game. See, th- this is the information I need. So, uh, how like, would they really be able to put it off this year? I don't know. But the answer, like, if you really went all in on it, John Wilner of the Mercury News, like, last month or a month and a half ago, floated it. And he had a whole breakdown of how he thought it would work. And he said basically what you would do is you'd play as a league 
not each team, as a league, you'd play four 9 a.m. games a year. So each team would host one every three years. So it would not be like a common thing. Um, and the, the benefits to it would be, A, obviously you have a game on in a window where there aren't really any games, um, particularly good games, right? The 9 a.m. Pacific, you don't, there's nothing on then. Um, you get the noon Eastern games, but you, know, you really don't get much. And I think another benefit would be, I think, obviously, there are a lot of people, there are fans of the Pac-12 that hate the 7.45 p.m. games. Hands raised. Yeah. But there are some, like Arizona, they can't, Arizona State can't play a day game in September. They, they like, Too by high. rule, they cannot do it. Um, so, that, there's a reason those games occur. And they're great. Like, ultimately, like those of us just at home, late Saturday, all the other games are done. You get a few, you know, the Pac-12 after dark games. I think people feel like they miss, the Pac-12 misses the news cycle a lot. So, like, Gardner Minshew comes out, throws seven touchdowns in a game. Well, if that game ha- happens at, at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, Pacific, well, the next day, Sunday, is NFL, no one sees it. As opposed to if that game happens first thing in the morning, ESPN's playing. Like, that's getting played halftime shows throughout the day. Because what are we talking about first thing Sunday morning? Is Odell Beckham in or out of the right. game? Is he so, injured? So, you know? if you have a big game at 9 a.m., Justin Herbert throws five touchdowns. Like these are, I'm painting you the best case, right? I'm making the argument for, but, but this is you guy I'm in I, because I'm in for twofold. I'm only in like, if this is on Fox and you're getting Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, it's a no brainer. You adapt to do it. Now the, the downfalls or the red flags are to me clear one. If it's just one a year for the players, I, I, it's not as crazy as I thought it would be on the players. My biggest question then is the optics of, are these places pretty empty? Because right. that's asking a lot right. entertainment value to get wherever you're playing 50-plus at 9. I mean, Stanford, sure. in the biggest games, you, like you could never do one of those games at Stanford. I, I would say Oregon and like you know, and some of the Washington UCLA schools and maybe Utah. difficult optically, right? But like let's yeah. So what if the Stanford game was Stanford Washington at St- at Washington? Yeah, no, no. I'm saying like what if it was at Stanford, but it wasn't. To me, like you can't do UC Davis. Like you can't do that for anybody. But what if it's a big game? Like what if it's Oregon at Stanford that ends up at 9 a.m. on Fox? Well, you, well maybe well, Stanford already, would get some attendance for that, right? Yeah, I'm 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 saying that you got to get stuff like that. The big games. Put it. It's got to be on Fox, and you get the number one or AB, crew. ABC, ESPN. Whatever, yeah. If it's if it's on the main channels of like the what we truly kind of consume at nine a.m. Because you're right, and it's it's more even about you're right. The news cycle is huge because I think a lot of people come in and out of most games throughout the day and even into the night. Because I remember when I was in Philly, like on Saturday night, we'd go out and we'd be drinking at a bar, and it'd be like UCLA would be playing USC. Or, you know, Oregon, the games are still on. Right. That's what's cool about being on the East Coast. Like, younger people that consume sports, if you're up on a Saturday night, which would be the one night of the week, you or Friday, you probably stay up a little later. You do consume some of it. But if you have sweet shit happening late at night, no one's... People, college football, the main topics, unless you live in, like, the South, get discussed on Saturday. Right. Because Sunday is... It's for two things. Jesus and the NFL. And the, the NFL's topics consume you on Sunday, right? Yeah. They just do. I think a couple other factors. I, I, I was texting with a buddy of ours. I'm in. I'm in. in yeah, the I'm Pac-12. In. Um, and I said, what, could this work for you? Right? Like just from a scheduling standpoint. He said, yeah. It's like playing an 11 a.m. Central. 
you do a 5 a.m. wake up, 5.30 walk through, 6 o'clock breakfast, 6.30 bus. Um, like one of Mark Packer's points was like, how can you get there? And I said, let's not act like 9 a.m. is 4 a.m. And he said, well, you got to wake up at 4. And like there's a couple schools, right? Washington State, where a lot of fans come from Spokane. The Oregon's, where fans come from Portland, that's a couple hours away. My thing was, yes, it's you're not. Saying a, like the, you're saying like the base of their fan base. Yeah, you just get a lot of your fans from there. My thing is, look, you do it once every three years. It's, it's an oddity enough that maybe people do it. They feel good that they still have the rest of their day. If you play a 745 game at Oregon, you get home at 1 a.m. if you live in Portland. 2 a.m. maybe. You wake, you got to sleep till 10 to get eight hours. So if you got to wake up at 530 or 6, just go to bed at 9. You're still going to get your eight hours. Like either way, you've got one night is just gone, if, whether it's super early or super late. Um, and, you know, my other concern to argue against it would be I, Americans love being flexible, especially on the West Coast. Well, I mean, it's like 9 a.m. Let's not. People are at work every day would at you, 8 and they don't want to. Okay. Be there. Would you go to the game, guy? Would I go to the what game? The 9 a.m. game, if you weren't working it? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do I go to the noon game? I don't go to a lot of games. But if you're telling me it's a sweet game, it's yeah, I'd consider going to it. I mean, I I do a lot of stuff before. I, I'm at, you know, like, stuff happens before 9 a.m. on a regular basis in America. Yeah. So, like, that's my point. It's like, not act like, like people never get up early for a flight. Like, people pay five. How much did it cost? How much is a round at Band and Dunes? Like, they do have a 6.30 tea time, don't they? Somebody's playing it. Well, we teed off at seven forty-five. Okay, and you paid you like, I'm just saying once paid, every three paid four hundred dollars. Now, here would be my concern: a the the uh, the just for the players, can the players get it done? B, I would be concerned. Like, I think it'd be sweet to play a non-conference game like that, right? I think it'd be sweet to play, whatever. Like Oklahoma State plays Oregon State this year. Like, let's say Oregon State was good, or or Oklahoma at UCLA. But do you put your program at a disadvantage? Right? Are you putting yourself at a disadvantage? Are you putting Washington and Oregon at a disadvantage if you put a big game on at 9 a.m.? Or are they both even playing field? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say Washington is 8-0, and they got to go play a 9 a.m. kickoff at Oregon. Do you hurt your league by playing? That would be an argument against for me that I wonder about. Like, how much do See, the players well, suffer? I, I, I know the guy that told you what he means by 11 a.m. kickoff. To me, that I would argue. I would argue that it's not; it doesn't parallel each other because when we were when I was at Fresno State, we played Wisconsin, 11 a.m. kickoff, right? The 9 a.m. window, so we were on ESPN. Right. It was, you know, the most a lot of people saw that game. A lot of people. That's why it was cool at that time to work at Fresno State. You got to play in a lot of games that a lot of people saw because we were anytime, anyplace, anywhere, right? right. We fucking play the games. But you go there a day early, so you kind of acclimate. You don't show up like 10 minutes before. You're not waking up at 5 a.m. You're waking up at 6.45 for 7 a.m. breakfast. So, like, there is a difference to me in that. But doesn't like, it feel like, at yeah. 7.30. I mean, I guess the other yeah, thing would but, be, but, like... But, but the time is actually 7.30, not 5.30. Right. I mean, I guess part of it would be, do you have... Like, what's your class? Can you practice in the morning all week? Because Wisconsin, for example, the Big Ten, I think they're a good example. Wisconsin, any of those programs that are in that window, Iowa State... They have been playing 11 a.m. window games and getting a ton of exposure for our entire the the life of cable. Right. Ca- if it wasn't for those explosion. games, would you ever watch Northwestern? But I watch them. You watch them three or four times a year, <laughs> in and out, right? Yeah. You watch a ton of. Don't you feel like just over your lifetime, you've seen a lot of Wisconsin oh, during the day I'm on like, Saturday? Oh, there's Iowa. I guess I'll watch them. <laughs> but they so they 
they take advantage of that. And then they, they double down because then they get you a lot of primetime windows with their superstar programs. So Pac-12 kind of misses out. Like They're able to ride Washington or USC or Oregon when they're good in those primetime windows. But their argument, and it's valid, is like you miss our second-tier programs that are doing some sweet shit. Right. Where when, when that's where it's like where you and I can discuss, like our listeners, that when we get ready for the NFL draft, like, I watched Akeem Butler ball at Iowa State four times. They, you just watch a lot of that player if you live on the West Coast because you wake up, flip on the television, there's Akeem Butler texting touchdown. By the way, I'll just add this, John, before we conclude here. You know who in a year from now scouts are going to love when they meet with him and talk to him, and it's going to be the stories like, you know, when you sit down with K.J. Costello, you're just blown away. They're going to – K.J. Costello, first of all, he put up – no one had a more explosive year. He, the most explosive passing year at Stanford since Andrew Luck last year. Hopefully he doesn't have to do as much. They couldn't run the ball. What about the – they're uh, going to love him. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little negative, Nancy, on this. Maybe it's limited exposure. This is what you do in a scouting meeting. I, 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 I only watched a couple tapes. Okay. <laughs> I felt like when I watched him, I was underwhelmed. Now, he's getting some buzz. I'm not, I'm coming in open-minded on him. And, but I'd say that's the knock on most Stanford players. Like, God, we love the kid, but can, the, can he play? But I'm with you. He's, well, I would say a, he comes off. numbers speak for themselves. He comes he's off good. like a guy that is at Stanford, but isn't. But isn't. Like, he could easily, well, I could tell you he's the quarterback at SC, and you wouldn't, when you talk to him, you wouldn't think anything's weird about it. You know what I mean? He kind of right. He's got a little more just like, Cool dude, like Jared, him. like Jared Goff or something. Yeah, but a little, but more outgoing. Uh, what about? But also the, sharp. What about the wide receiver from Colorado, Lavisca Chanel? I I talked to him for a little bit the other day. Grew up a Dolphins fan. It turns out. What's he look like in person? I mean, just ridiculous. So Nick Aliotti, I was sitting at a table. Like guy, that guy might go in the top ten. I was sitting talking to him and one of their defensive players, just like at a table. Not not an interview, just a casual thing. And Nick Aliotti comes up and is just like, "Oh my god!" Starts talking to Lavisca Chanel. You know, he was like, he was at Oregon. They had NFL players everywhere. He just started grabbing his shoulders. He's like, "Oh my god, Lavisca, I'm going to tell you something right now. You are more talented than anybody else. If you outwork everybody too, there is no stopping you. Do you understand what I'm saying, young man? Like, you know how Nick talks. You don't understand what I'm saying, young man. If you outwork everybody, nobody will be able to stop you." Okay, you hear me? Like when you just see him walk into a room and I go, guy, that's a six pick in the NFL draft. Is that believable? Yeah. I mean, John, his shoulder. I mean, he's just. How tall is he? I love that guy. Yeah, I just great. Is he the best draft prospect beside the quarterback in the Pac-12? You know, they say uh, that in two years, the kid at. Uh, I mean, draft eligible this oh, year. Okay, yeah, because the, people think that Panay Sewell, the tackle at Oregon, could be like number one level discussion in two years. He's not eligible this no. year. But yeah, does he have any remarkable up and comers? I think, like, I mean, guys that are this year. Yeah. Chip, no. Uh, who's Stanford have? Well, Stanford's got an offensive lineman, Walker Little. They've got Paulson Adebo, Adib- they think, is going to be like a top 20, top 15 corner. Who'd Washington bring? Their center and uh, one of their DBs. What was DJ doing there? Just kind of hanging? Uh, I think they were recording interviews for their oh, like podcast. Coaches. Was Bucky there? Bucky was there. You see Sanchez? I did see Sanchez. 
Well, Sa- Sanchez walk around like he's cool, dude. Just, I- I've heard actually Sanchez. But, everyone loves him. Yeah, like, he's like, just a great he's guy. A cool dude, like a cool way. You know, who I saw getting off an elevator is uh, Dustin from Stranger Things. Have you seen that show? Uh, I watched the first episode. It just brought up a question: season. like, how do you act around a star when the star is eight years old? Like, what do you say to that person? Why was he getting off the elevator? Well, I don't know. He just must have been doing something. I don't know who he was. Oh, because like at the hotel, yeah, he yeah, might just be like at a business meeting like with his mom separate. wearing a backpack. Like, do you say anything to an eight-year-old star? Well, if you would ask for an autograph, let's just say hypothetically, yeah. you're just Guy Haberman, insurance salesman, huge fan of the show. You are doing him a disservice, probably helping to ruin his life. Think about that. Exactly. Like so I didn't even head. say anything. Because yeah. to me, it'd be weird to be like, Dusty! Like, that's weird. First of all, it's weird to anybody, but it's especially weird to a child. Well, I think when you look at the child, you go, keep grinding, young fella. Say, say something motivational. Like, you have not reached the peak. You got a long way to go. But then you're kind of of a dick. I, I, yeah, I just think you say nothing. Because you <laughs> you're right. Like, you see, like, you run into, like, Leo. You could be like, hey, Leo. Yeah, love your work, you dude. Love your work, bro. Yeah, you, you can't say that to a little kid because you are aiding and embedding more than likely him to fail in life by getting well, too big of a I hit felt bad just swell. recognizing him and kind of look at just, you know, you just kind of do a dump. Like, is that who I think it is? And then all it takes is a split second. Someone realizes that's what you, that you that you recognized him, right? I'm like, Fuck. I would have assumed you to hate Stranger Things. I would have too until I watched three episodes and I was like, I'm in. So have you watched the whole show? Yeah, watch three seasons in in like a two and a half week span. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.